Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Hope, and I am so excited to have you here. So today we are talking to an incredible woman. Her name is Stephanie, and we're going to be talking all about intermittent fasting. Stephanie is an online personal trainer and nutrition coach. She is also an ambassador for the MI40 Fitness, a fitness competitor, a mom, and an ex-wife. She totally understands the struggle and we dive into things that she struggled with throughout her life like low self-esteem and anorexia and just struggling to find that balance in the fitness space. So intermittent fasting really was an avenue that allowed her the freedom and flexibility to be really consistent consistent with her nutrition habits. So we dive into all of that. We also talk about stress, inflammation, and just all of the exciting things that she has in the works as an entrepreneur. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And like always, if you like today's content, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating so that more people can discover us. Enjoy. Hey, Steph, how's it going? It's going great. How are you? I am doing wonderful. It is so great to have you here today. So everybody, Steph and I, we met at a fitness photo shoot a few years back and she's from Calgary, Alberta. And just from the past couple of years, we've still kind of kept in touch on social media just by seeing what one another is up to. She is a really smart and talented coach with an incredible story. And I am just going to let her take it from here and go on the mic and, and tell all of you who she is and how she got into fitness. Well, thank you for that introduction. I, uh, I'm really happy to be here. So thanks for having me. My my story is actually quite similar to yours where I, I got started when I was in high school. I you know, dealt with the eating disorders and and stuff like that and really dove into nutrition, but maybe not in the healthiest way. But um, became a master at weight loss, <laughs> pretty much. And then I started adding the like the weights into stuff. And I really, really attribute my interest in weights and building muscle to saving my life, really. Because I started doing the, um, the research on how to build muscle. And if I hadn't had those all that stuff I read saying how important it was to have protein and how it was how important it was to have like a minimum amount of calories in your day I think my life would have gone in a much different direction than I um, before I started doing that type of stuff I was in the hospital I had lost a ton and ton, ton of weight and um, was told that I was going to die if I kept going the way that I was going so when I started adding the weights and wanting to build muscle and um, it just really encouraged me to start eating more food. It's just really interesting what your mind goes through when you're going through those things. Um, just as you start eating more calories, you start thinking a little bit straighter and becoming a little bit more confident in yourself. And it just, it really, really changed my life. I'd say when I left uh, Winnipeg, I moved to Calgary and I got my personal training certification and I started training a little bit, but then I, my life fell into the aviation industry, but I tend to get laid off quite a bit in the aviation industry because it's so cyclical. So every time that I've been laid off, I've gone back to personal training and it's just one of those things that's really kept my interest over the years, over the long haul. And um, I always seem to get pulled back in to um, that lifestyle 
uh, cycle of life, I ended up starting to compete. I just thought it was going to be one of those uh, challenges to get just that little bit further that I've never really achieved before. Perfect timing was after my baby. So I had my daughter, Haley. And uh, obviously, I was one of the heaviest I've ever been in my life. So it was my uh, my challenge to get that pre-baby body back in a nice, healthy way. So um, I took a long time. I didn't do it really, really quickly and uh, got myself on stage. And that first competition just kind of had me hooked. It's, it's pretty amazing uh, being an introvert and being someone that doesn't like to be center of attention to get that five seconds on stage to be someone who you aren't. So it's, it's a pretty exciting, you know, uh, sport to be involved in. And uh, I did a few more over the years. And now I'm just kind of getting into the area where I'm, you know, I'm happy with my time on stage. And now I'm looking for a little bit more flexible of a a lifestyle and taking a step back from that. But love training people to uh, step on stage themselves because it did give me a great understanding of my body, how uh, food makes me feel, how I can feel my body all those types of things. I learned so much from competing that I love to uh, train other people to do that as well. So that kind of brings me to where I am now. I'm just uh, training clients, uh, whether they want to be on stage or whether they're just beginning and learning how to eat healthy. I pretty much take anybody on and I'm happy to help everybody. That's about it, really. Uh, I'm just loving it. Awesome. So good to hear that, Steph. So yeah. I'm just going to backtrack a little bit. I want to dive a little deeper into some of the things that you just mentioned from your past. So how yeah. would you describe your relationship with your body when you were growing up? Well, you know, I started out when I was really young being a gymnast and I just loved being a gymnast. So it was, I didn't even have to think about it. You know, you just had that amazing body with your six pack and you know you're a kid it's it's just easier when you're a kid and um you know and then I once I got into high school I just the self-esteem I I try to think about it a lot like what really caused me to go in the direction that I did and I was never bullied I was never overweight I was always just a healthy weight I was a basketball player one of the better people on the team you know I had a nice um like muscular body, but, you know, a, a little extra pudge here and there. But I like I never had anyone make comments to me or anything that would make you think that you would have low self-esteem. It just happened. I decided to go on a diet one day and the weight started coming off. And, you know, you hear a lot of people say they started getting attention or something like that. And that's what kept them going. I didn't even get attention. I honestly do not know why I went in the direction that I did. But I think it was... Uh, a lot of people that go through this would attribute it to control. You know, I had things going on in my family that I had no control over. And this was something that, you know, no one could tell me yes, no, no one could tell me I couldn't do it. I put my mind to it and I was going to make it happen. And, you know, you, you do really well losing five pounds and you're like, wow, that's cool. I feel awesome. I achieved something. Let's make it 10. And then, you know, you just keep going and you keep going and keep going and it becomes this almost like a game that you're playing with yourself. And uh, it's quite scary, really, how how quickly it happens, because it only took me about a year to uh, go from 120 pounds to 75, you know, and I'm just really, really happy that I found fitness and brought me out of that. 
And what was the breaking point like for you? Was it family members or was it you admitting yourself into the hospital? Or what was that like in terms of getting help? It was definitely a frustrating thing for my parents because you can't really help someone if they don't want to be helped. Like uh, when you're in that situation, it's like you're right no matter what. You know, your parents would try and make you eat and I would just hide the food you know, like they, they couldn't win really, but my family did do an intervention. So they made me, they made me listen. And I don't think at that point I made my final decision. It was, um, I've always on and off gone to a counselor and it really just took her saying, if you don't do something in the next month, you're going to die. And it ended up not being my parents that made me go to the hospital. I actually admitted myself. And it was that, it was that one sentence that, you know, just black and white, this is what's going to happen if you don't fix yourself now. And I think that was my breaking point. I was fighting them pretty hard when I went to the hospital as well. It took a good 10 to 15 pounds for my brain to start being able to focus again. Like it was on that one track mind of getting as skinny as I could. And um, it, it took a lot of nutrition. They had to get a lot of nutrition into my body before my brain would even think that way of wanting to save itself. So I owe a lot of thanks to uh, the people at the hospital that helped me along the way and uh, people that held strong and made me do what I didn't want to do. So I'm proud of myself for admitting myself, but I also did check myself out against medical advice um, before they wanted me to. And that was just another stubborn part of myself. I said, I told them when I left, I'm like, you will not see me back here. And they made a bet with me. <laughs> They're like, you're going to be back here if you don't stay. And uh, I'm just that kind of stubborn, you know, I make my goals type person. <laughs> and I never did go back because I made that bet with them. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it was just, it was an amazing experience. It's one of those things that I would... I hate that I went through it, but I would never take it back. I learned so much about myself and learned how strong that I am and uh, learned so much about nutrition along the way. So it's really been kind of a blessing, even though <laughs> it could have been horrible, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I read on your website that you used to watch fitness routines on TV during your teen years. I'm curious mm -hmm. about what inspired you about the sport? I think what inspired me about that was my love for gymnastics. So I did gymnastics till about grade seven, and that's when I started playing basketball. And the only reason I quit gymnastics was because I was terrified. I got to the stage where you're just, you're doing insane things, like, like that you would see in the Olympics. And I was just so scared, especially the balance beam. I would just stand there for my whole hour on that apparatus and be yelled at by my coach because I wouldn't do it, you know, just do it. <laughs> and uh, I just, I was too scared, but I loved that, you know, like I always wished I could be a dancer. I just don't have the rhythm. And it just seemed like a little bit of everything. I loved working out. I loved gymnastics and I wished I could be a dancer and the fitness competitions just kind of had it all you know? And I never did do that kind of fitness where, cause by the time I was on the, I don't even think I could do a backbend anymore <laughs> mm -hmm. by the time I got onto stage. But that was what drew me to watching that. It, they used to play it all the time on TV. I wish they still did. And just the amazing strengths those girls had, but still got a little bit of gymnastics and, 
you know, have to have their, that rhythm and a little bit of a presentation. And I just, I just feel like it's one of those sports that has everything. It's just exactly what I love. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. I, I can yeah. really relate to that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So for tonight's chat, I really want to dive into intermittent fasting. And just as a lead off in relation to it, I'm just going to get you to define what it is for those in the audience that may not know much about it and might just want some clarity about about what that looks like. Okay. Um, Yeah, intermittent fasting is one of my favorite ways to just live my day to day life, you can do it in so many ways. And that's why I love it is because you can make it work for you, no matter what your lifestyle is, whatever your schedule is. And most importantly, it just takes away the stress of having to think about eating all the time. And, you know, gives you a lot more flexibility. So what it is, you have periods of eating and periods of fasting. So you'll have a window of up to, it can be like 24 hours up to, you can do uh, eight hours, six hours. You can do any amount of times of what you're eating. And then there's a larger portion of the day that you're not eating. So what it gives you the chance to do, depending on what your goals are. For me, I just love, I love to feel full. (laughs) So it allows me to take the calories that I want to eat in a day and eat them all in uh, like a four to eight hour period. So I can have larger meals over a shorter amount of time. And the rest of the time I I'm fasting. So I would work it out normally that I, you know, I, I prefer to not eat in the morning. And then I have a huge portion of food between noon and 8 PM or noon and 6 PM. And then I sleep through the night and I wait till noon the next day to eat. So it gives your body a break. It just gives your body a break from digestion and thinking of food and meal prep and all the things that come along with those diets where you have to eat every three hours. There's a lot of scientific things that I can go into after the fact, but um, uh, one of the ones that I love to do is a 24-hour fast. So you go a full 24 hours without eating, and then the next day you introduce your food again. So what happens when you do this is it gives your body a chance to detoxify a little bit. It gives your body once again um, just a break from digestion, and it also really helps your body with inflammation just because it's not, not having to do anything. You just, you're just relaxing. It's not concentrating on your digestion. You're not changing temperatures. It's just a fantastic way to um, deal with inflammation, which I deal with a lot ever since I had my baby. <laughs> and Steph, what led you to this lifestyle? So through my years of competing, I love to learn. So I've just been reading and reading and reading. And I'm sure as everybody knows, you know, a diet or losing fat or whatever it is, is you know, it's, you have to eat less than what you take in. But what's important is figuring out the easiest way for you personally to do that. So for me, I started on the regular diet where you eat every three hours and, you know, you keep your metabolism burning and, you know, all the, uh, all the stuff that came with those diets a few years ago. And I just found that I never felt satisfied ever. Like I would even have to eat in between those three hours because I just felt hungry and I was just craving stuff all the time. And so what brought me to this was that I wanted to, I just wanted to feel satisfied. I wanted to have a little bit more freedom in what I was eating. And because I was eating in these smaller periods of time, I could have more calories in those fewer meals. And I just felt like I wasn't always thinking about my diet anymore. 
So I find that a lot of clients that I work with, they're just always thinking about food. Like, when can I eat next? And that's the hardest part about dieting is that your brain makes it more difficult than it really has to be because you're probably not hungry. You're just craving it because you're not satisfied. And I find that this way of eating just keeps me so much more satisfied. And that part of me, like I was talking before, like being a goal setter and liking to achieve something, I really like those 24-hour fasts because I just feel like a million bucks after the 24 hours for more reasons than the benefits of it, but also because I made it through 24 hours without eating. I kind of make it into a game. So that's what brought me to it because I just spent three years of competing where I just always felt deprived and I never feel deprived with intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. And what are the benefits of it? So the benefits of the different windows are a lot to do with growth hormones. So when you're trying to lose weight, one of the big things that makes your metabolism slow down is because you're losing muscle along with that fat. So if you dive too deeply into a calorie deficit and your body's just not nearly getting what it needs to do, you'll start to lose muscle. And as probably most of your listeners know, when you lose muscle, you're burning less calories, which in turn makes it harder to lose weight. So what happens with intermittent fasting is during that period that you're not eating, you create obviously a very large deficit. During that time, your body naturally releases growth hormone, which helps you maintain your muscle mass. So you have this big deficit, but you also have that growth hormone going through your body. And I don't want women to think, oh, you're just going to get huge because that, that's what people usually think when they hear growth hormone, but that's not the case at all. But it just helps you maintain that muscle while you're in a deficit. And then it almost kind of tricks your body, right? So you're in this big deficit and then you feed it again. And it keeps your body from ever getting into that real kind of deep starvation mode that you hear about. I don't like using that word because it kind of sounds like a fad, but just meaning that you don't create that deficit so long that your body adjusts to it. So it's a really great way to really, really get into those deep fat stores and maintain your muscle, which is the best of both worlds because you're losing the fat and maintaining how much your body burns on a daily basis. So it's really, really amazing. Statistics show that 24 hours, you start releasing that growth hormone. 48 hours is the best benefits. I personally don't do the 48 hours because I find that I start getting cravings. But after that, then you start losing those benefits. So nothing more than 48 hours. Otherwise, you will start getting your body, your body will start adjusting to those lower calories. And obviously, you need to be (laughs) feeding your body to do your workouts and keep them nice and strong. Mm -hmm. And just as a side note, I actually do uh, fasting one day a week as well. And I feel incredible in terms of even the way that digestion feels for me in terms of like sensitivity to insulin, I think is improved Mm -hmm. as well. I just in general have seen incredible benefits to doing that on a weekly basis. And I've been doing that since I stopped breastfeeding my son and Mm -hmm. have really seen everything I've been doing with my nutrition and the ways that I've been approaching building muscle over, over the past year has really turned into a remarkable transformation for my body. So it's something that I would definitely suggest if you guys have questions for us about it that you want to ask personally, you can either reach out to Steph or reach out to myself because it is something that I think more people should know about just because it does have quite a few benefits that I think people can certainly um, experience from from using it as a strategy. So 
Yeah. And one thing that also comes up a lot and it's very, very common is the mental clarity that you get. It's almost like, you know what, I don't like, I don't even know the research of why you get that mental clarity, but the focus and what I get done on those days where I have a longer fast is just incredible. And it could mainly be because I'm not thinking about food. I'm just, you know, thinking about getting things done. It just feels like I'm just thinking so much better. And another thing for me also that I've, I dealt with, with my first two competitions was um, my belly always looked distended. It was one of those things, like no matter how strong I got my core, I couldn't suck it in. And I found that it was even in my trainers or my coaches notes or the judges notes after my um, competitions is that when I'm doing my turns and stuff, I let my belly loose and I would have no idea I was doing that. Like I was sucking in as hard as I could. And I found that ever since I started intermittent fasting, it's really, really helped with my, my bloating. So um, I've definitely gotten a lot more benefits than just what is common. Uh, just like you said, I would recommend it to anybody. I would say start small. Um, you could even do um, just like an eight hour fed state and then just sleep throughout the night and maybe extend it till noon and take out one meal a day or something like that. And then just keep extending it as you go. Cause it can be tough to just jump straight into a 24 hour fast. I, I gradually did it and I found it um, quite enjoyable really. Uh, Cause you notice those changes nice and slowly and uh, your brain gets a little bit <laughs> more used to the fact that it can eat for a little while. So mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And what would you say are the common challenges or, or things that you struggled with in terms of introducing it uh, into your lifestyle? The major challenge for me was when I started doing a 24 hour fast, everything the next day tastes so friggin' good. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm huge on shakes. Like I just love making protein shakes. And so the next morning I would just be, I'm like so ready to have my protein shake. And then you have one and you like your, your body is a little bit more hungry. Obviously it hasn't eaten for 24 hours. So getting used to the fact that you can't eat everything inside the next day, you know, you still have to go back to what your normal healthy eating is. It's not a, you know, a free for all to eat double the amount that you would normally eat the next day because you didn't eat the day before. So you do want to, you do want to keep that deficit that you made and slowly get back into eating that food and make sure that there are still healthy choices or you lose all the benefits that you just had, had made for yourself the day before. So that was one of the biggest challenges for me. I think a lot of people, when they're not thinking about food, they also forget about water. So things that really help me get through my days is just chugging as much water as I can. And that's also a healthy way to um, help with detoxing your body while it's not eating. So that's one thing that I actually set a timer on my phone, like every hour or so I, it would ring and just remind me to have some water because I felt like out of sight, out of mind, if I wasn't in the kitchen, I would just forget about water altogether as well. So those are two of the big things uh, that caused me a little, like I had to think about it a little bit, but it all becomes second nature. Once you get used to it, realize how great it makes you feel. It just becomes a normal part of your week. And it's awesome. Excellent. And what tips would you give to somebody who wants to give it a try? Definitely. I would start small, like I said before, um, kind of like smaller amounts of time. I would do it with a friend. It's so awesome to you know, have that challenge. Cause at first it does seem like a challenge. It's like, okay, we're not going to eat for 24 hours, you know? And it's nice to have a buddy to do that with. Um, and then when you're, you know, hitting that phase where you really feel like 
you're going to cave. You have someone to talk to about it and cheer each other on. I would also suggest when you're starting out on it, on those days that you're doing a longer fast, if it's 24 hours or so, you might not want to do a heavy workout because your body will naturally want to eat and fuel itself after that. So, you know, something lighter, like a walk with your family or walk your dog or go play with your kid at the park or something like that, but not like a huge workout because it may turn you off when you don't feel like you've refueled yourself after. As you get into it though, I find that my most focused workouts are on the day that I've been fasting. But uh, at the beginning, it was a mind game with me for sure. That's interesting that you say that because I can definitely relate to that. Now I I train legs on a fasting day and I feel in the zone. And that, yeah. used to, that used to never happen. I used to feel so dizzy and lightheaded and there was no way I was hitting personal bests. <laughs> but the body, yeah. yeah, the body is remarkable. I, I certainly, when I um, share that with my fiance, he's like, I don't know how you go in and, and do a leg day and push <laughs> it and feel amazing when you get back. But I guess yeah, whatever the benefits are, just kind of reaping, reaping themselves uh, from, from doing it. Well, yeah. And then I find that as well, like um, a lot of people will have a great leg day after that because I, I know you mentioned it earlier is that intermittent fasting is a great way if you aren't insulin sensitive, which most people that are holding a lot of weight aren't, it's a great way to increase your insulin sensitivity. So going an entire, it's almost like the benefits of having a keto diet. You know, your body gets used to not having any carbs that day because you're not having any food. And then your body becomes that much more um, sensitive to the carbs that you get the next day. So it just just feels this amazing energy from the carbs that it mm. isn't used. It's not inundated with it because it's gone through all your, like it's depleted the carbs that you have, your glycogen in your stores over those days. And you just feel amazing when you add them back in. And it's a, it's a great way to increase your insulin sensitivity over time. Most definitely. I totally agree with that. Now, don't, I do want to talk a little bit about inflammation. Now, you mentioned it earlier in our interview. Are you able to share with our audience some signs of inflammation if somebody's not sure if they're experiencing it? I think sometimes people will mention it to me and they think they know what inflammation is, but I, I'd like yeah. to get a little bit of clarity on that as well. There's so many, obviously, if you're feeling pain and stuff like that, that would be inflammation. But um, there's so many other small, small signs. Like even if you're not sleeping well, that can be a sign of inflammation in, in your system or if you're not recovering well. So if you feel muscle pain and you feel it for five days after, that's not a good sign. That's that's inflammation that your body is not capable of getting through on its own, no matter how well you're feeding it, you know, I'm trying to think of other inflammation things, but, um, sore joints, lack of focus, like all sorts or also anything when your body isn't feeling a hundred percent is because your body isn't functioning perfectly. And that's because your body has inflammation. And even when it comes to like stress causes inflammation. And I know a lot of my clients, when I mention stress, they're like, well, my, my job isn't stressful or my family's not stressing me out or whatever, but they don't realize that every workout we do causes stress. Every time we push ourselves a little bit 
further, that causes stress. Every time we're not drinking enough water, that causes stress. If we're not eating properly, that causes stress. And every time we have stress, that's going to add inflammation. So if you have issues with your gut, that's stress. If, if you're not regular, that's stress or inflammation. Like that's really, if I could give the biggest information to anybody who wants to lose weight, it's to reduce the stress. So more isn't better when it comes to workouts. So I know a lot of people will just dive in and they'll go seven days a week and do a ton of cardio and stuff like that. And it's best to kind of ease yourself in, get your body used to it, get your body stronger so that it's not compiling that stress and you're just going to give up because nothing in your body is functioning properly anymore. So that's usually one of the biggest things I give as a tip to my clients when they're starting out, like just let's take it slow. And then um, the diet and the water over time, you'll notice what foods seem to give you inflammation. So if you're eating stuff that your body is sensitive to, or if you're allergic to it, and you get a rash, or if you get gut pain, or if you're bloated, that's all inflammation as well. So it comes in so many different forms, rather than oh, my hip hurts, so I'm inflamed type thing. So it can be a big, big topic to get into. And it can take a long time to figure out what's giving you that inflammation. I know a lot of my clients have had to do elimination diets, because a lot of time it has to do with nutrition. So it's kind of a big subject to get into. But the reason I wanted to bring it up was that intermittent fasting is a fantastic way to give your body a break from that workout from that digestion from that, you know, eating healthy the next day, all that stuff will reduce the inflammation in your body. And I find it a great way to do an elimination diet too. So if I'm finding that certain foods are bothering me, I'll use that fast day. And then the next day I'll only introduce, you know, uh, I'll eliminate some of the foods that I think are causing me the problems. And if I don't feel that feeling anymore, I'll keep them out for a little while. And those are great ways to kind of figure out what's working for you and what's not. Uh, yeah, I think that's fantastic. Uh, just as a sidebar to that, I actually, I was having some crazy digestive problems. I thought it was like my gallbladder or something of that nature because it was my like upper right quadrant and I, it almost felt like a big ball was passing through my digestive system mm-hmm. for like anywhere from 12 to 16 hours of just like agony and I was like, my goodness, something is off. Yeah. So I eventually went to emerge and they speculated gastric something and that it was almost like acid reflux, but it was the gastric system that was going off. So I ended up eliminating a whole whack ton of foods and I, over these past, it was about six weeks ago and I've just noticed the inflammation in my body is so much less. I can see it in my progress pictures. I can see it just in the mm-hmm. way that I'm feeling, the way that I'm recovering from workout to workout. And it, this is really the first time I've, I've been so aggressive with the eliminations. But once you get to that other side and see how good you can feel, it, it really is worth going through that pathway of self-discovery because even for somebody like me who I feel like I've been eating relatively healthy for the past many years in a row, just making those changes to make some eliminations has made a huge impact in the way that I'm feeling. So for sure. I've definitely noticed a lot of changes in those pictures lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're looking amazing. (laughs) Thanks, Steph. So now I want to dive in a little bit into, first I want to talk about what would you say is the biggest accomplishment that you've been able to achieve over your lifetime? Oh man, that's a deep question. 
<laughs> you know, it's, um, I think my, the accomplishments that I'm most proud of are the ones that I've dug my way out of a bad place. Whether it be, like, I'm, I've had a couple bad relationships, and of course, the anorexia. I think surpassing that negative in my life is definitely my biggest achievement. It just makes you feel so strong and that you can do whatever you put your mind to and that you don't need to let people take advantage of you and all that type of stuff. So I feel very, very proud about that. And of course, obviously, family is always big. So um, my daughter, my daughter is my, obviously my biggest achievement and uh, just so proud of who she's becoming. And I feel like because I have those experiences in my life, I can help her better get through those types of times that she's going to have in her life and uh, wouldn't take them back at all. I'm glad to have those experiences and uh, I hope that she doesn't really have to deal with them, but I'm glad to know that I can help her through if she, if she ends up in those situations. I don't know. Maybe that's a sappy idea. No, I <laughs> love it. I think that is so authentic and I think it came from your heart and I love it, Steph. That's excellent. Now, what about your biggest obstacles? I know you mentioned them a little bit in your previous response, but what's, um, what, what are the ones that you've had to overcome that, uh, that you're really proud of? Biggest obstacles for me are definitely being quite introverted. And I think it's being in my head because I know like with my boyfriend now I'll I'll always say like I'm so shy and like I don't like this situation because I'm so shy he's like you are not shy and pretty much everyone that I mention it to says the same thing they're like you are not shy and I feel like that's so I like so I know I don't come across that way but it's like I need to get out of my head because I'm making me into this person that I'm not and and it's because of my insecurities of myself somewhere. And um, I think my biggest obstacle would be, and I'm trying to get into it a lot right now, is like self-improvement and uh, reading a lot of books on, you know, thinking of the positive in life and um, not letting those like negatives kind of drag you through your entire day. Just over the last couple of years, that's been one of my biggest challenges for sure. I feel like I'm getting a lot better. And uh, that is something that um, I haven't started it yet, but that's a podcast that I will be starting soon is probably not going to be that much fitness related, but more interviewing people that have conquered something, conquered something big, and it can be anything. But right now I'm focused on, you know, a relationship that you needed to get yourself out of or building a huge business like you or um, someone, you know, that lost a hundred pounds or any, any, anything huge thing that they conquered and I feel like just talking to people like that it gives you more really than it gives them I think talking about it and I feel like since I've been talking about challenges in my life you realize that almost everybody has a story and uh, I'm gonna set out to kind of hear everybody's story so um, I'm gonna use my challenges to make something good I hope and yeah, hopefully something comes out of it because, yeah, I think women need to inspire each other. And I think every woman has had a situation that they should share so that other people feel comfortable sharing as well. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. And you mentioned that you've been doing some self-improvement. So what are some of the, yeah. book, what are some of the books or, or podcasts or, or things that you've been diving into to help you grow as a person, Steph? 
Yeah. Um. Right now, I'm leave, reading You're a Badass. So that one's fantastic. Honestly, there's a book that I haven't, I've always wanted to read and I've always looked at it and I've never really picked it up, but it's called The Wealthy Barber and I'm sure everybody has heard about it. Man, that was a book. I'm not a very good reader, so I'll self-proclaim me as a very poor reader. So it can't be very complicated. And that book, I could not put down. I just thought it was just brilliant. I, I just felt, I feel like I think about that book almost every day. And it's so simple. And it's just kind of a smarter way to think about money. And uh, I got a lot from that. Excellent. Now, you mentioned your podcast. So do we have a, a time that you think that you are going to launch that stuff? If any of your listeners think they have like a fantastic story, I'd love to hear from them. Uh, I know I have a couple people locally to me that I have in my sites to ask whether they'll do it. I just want to give them the holiday season to get through before I ask them for some favors. But uh, yeah, I, I hope before I leave on vacation, I'll have my first one and I leave on vacation at the end of January. So the goal is by my birthday, January 19th, I will have one sent out and ready to go. And of course, I'll do the first one similar to how you did and just tell my story a little bit. I'm really hoping that there's people that are interested and brave enough to share their stories. And I'd love to hear from them if, uh, if they're listening right now. Excellent. And I'll be sure to put something in the show notes so that everybody can be in touch if that's something that interests them as well. Now, Thank you. where can people find you online, Steph? Um, so my Facebook page is Project Lean. Uh, so Project Lean is where I post a lot of my workouts and uh, nutrition tips and stuff. And there's a little bit of family in there as well. I'm a lot more active right now on Instagram, which is also Operation Lean, um, all one word. And then my website is uh, www.operation-lean.com. And so I have a few programs on there. Yeah, those are pretty much the main places that I hang out. Um, trying to do a little bit more live stuff, but I try to do that on Facebook or Instagram as well. So I really cool. appreciate you having me on. It's that been great is... talking to you. Absolutely. I know it's been so long, Steph, um, <laughs> since, we've, since we've been able to connect. So this is wonderful. Now, mm -hmm. I do like to wrap up every episode of the podcast with one final question. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> and how would you like to be remembered once you've passed on? I would like to be remembered as someone kind and someone who thinks of others before herself. Like, I want people to be at my funeral thinking, you know, everyone in there that I did something nice for and that I helped them at some point in their life, whether it just be a conversation or whether I helped babysit their kid when they were in need or just anything. It can be as small as, it, as possible, but I really want to focus on making a difference in people's lives on a daily basis. Mm, I love that. That is <laughs> <laughs> So awesome. I just love talking to people that are changing the world. It ah, makes me so happy to just know amazing, smart, inspiring people like you. And just the fact that you took the time to speak tonight. I am so, so grateful. So thank you so oh. much, Steph. Thank you so much for having me. 
And that's a wrap for another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate your time. And I'm very grateful for this opportunity to have an audience that is so encouraging and so supportive. Now, I do want to talk about next week's episode because I know it's something that you guys have been looking forward to for a long time. I've had tons of requests about it. So next week's episode is all about how I became an online coach. I'm going to be sharing all of the systems that I use and all of the certifications that I took and how I was able to grow my business in a short period of time. So I'm excited to share that all with you. If you have specific things, specific questions that you want me to cover in the episode, feel free to send me either an email or a direct message on Instagram. So my email address is Hauk, H-A-U-C-K, Angela at gmail.com. And my Instagram is at Ange Hauk, A-N-G-E-H-A-U-C-K. Other than that, hope you guys have a rock solid week. I am really looking forward to some family time over the holidays. I hope you are too. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.